the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Broadcasting live from a third-class cabin. On board the Midnight Express. I mean, the <laughs> Orient Express. <laughs> Ten seconds in. <laughs> that's a whole other place. The Midnight Express. What's the Midnight Express? Oh, that's our wrestling tag team oh. from way back when. All right. Coming like to you from the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> a different kind of sleeper car. But... <laughs> this is the Worldview Media Podcast. My name is Gordon Runyon. Hello, Gordon Runyon. Hi. And Let me punch your ticket. <laughs> I think you would miss on purpose. And with me in the Worldview Media Podcast Studios is Miss Joyce. How are you? I'm well. And also we have daughters number one and two. Number one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have Jordan here. Hello. And Carmen over here. Number one. <laughs> Go do your horn. <laughs> oh, and we are talking about a current movie. A current movie. That's right. That's the real mystery. Midnight on the Orient Express. No, no. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> I think you're doing it on purpose at this point. No. <laughs> no. That's what makes it sad. <laughs> then it'll be the underside. <laughs> the underside of the Midnight Express. <laughs> Which is, of course, murder. <laughs> that was a good movie. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Oh, boy. What are we talking about? We are talking about murder <laughs> on the Orient Express. This is a movie based on a novel by Agatha Christie way back in the day. In the day. Throwback. Not at midnight. By the same name. Midnight on the Orient. Murder <laughs> on the Orient Express. And actually this was made before as a movie, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an old I movie. I seem to remember seeing some black and white a long time ago. Trivia. Okay. Did you know Agatha Christie is a pen name? And it's really two guys? No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Doctor Who said it wasn't. Oh, well, if Doctor Who said... Come on, come on, check your trivia. All right, check, check, check it. Check it. Check my trivia. What who were the two guys? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Was it Agatha? <laughs> but why was, would was two it? guys write as a female person? That seems to be the opposite of... The normal thing. Yeah. Yeah, they probably would have actually had an easier time getting... Published. Published. As a male. What Agatha Christie sounds 
like a cool mystery name. <laughs> so you're basing your fact. <laughs> so, did you make this up in your head? <laughs> or did you find out somewhere? Agatha Christie, Dame Agatha Christie, Mary Clarissa Christie was an English crime novelist, short story writer, and playwright. Best known for her 66. No, that's not right. <laughs> that's photoshopped. The whole, I think you were dreaming. The whole thing? Where did you find this fact? I in his know. mind. <laughs> <laughs> Was this in the it in came the underside? From the underside. <laughs> Was this from the uh, maybe that, that other movie we watched, the underside of the Midnight Express? All <laughs> right. So, fun fact: Agatha <laughs> Christie was this old woman. <laughs> that was been she wasn't always an old woman. <laughs> Once upon a time, she was one. She worked as a pharmacy assistant during the Blitz. And she acquired a good knowledge of poisons during Ooh. that time. A wealthy upper middle class family mm-hmm. in Devon. Devin. She served in the hospital. Uh, she was initially an unsuccessful writer with six rejections. But her estate claims that her works have come third in rankings of the world's most widely published books behind only Shakespeare and the Bible. But that doesn't count Harry Potter. So, <laughs> what do you mean? Does it say, but that doesn't count Harry Potter? I'm throwing that in there. All right. And Is then that? she's... Oh, no, he's making up Also been translated into at least 103 languages. Yep. Yep. And her uh, detectives, the Hercule and Miss Marple, are... Yeah. Oh, are yes, Miss Marple. Yep. She's got 66 detective novels, 14 short story collections... Right, y'all have to talk toward the microphone. You're looking down at your things. At our true facts. You're getting them off the internet. (laughs) Where did you get yours from? I got mine from the Bastion of Knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Dot com? (laughs) (laughs) That would be good. I'm claiming that copyright. Who was who was the mystery writer that was a pen name and it was two guys? So it was somebody you think? Yeah. It was just maybe not. I guy? think that's a real fact. Let's get in. Let's get into the movie. You go in somewhere. I'll else. find this out while we do this. Well. Well. I don't know if I can progress until well, we know the it's truth. It's like I've been hit with an avalanche, and the track is blocked. Um, you've been derailed. I'm derailed. And debunked. Hey. Uh-oh. All right. So, in this movie, Murder on the Orient Express. Yay! It it's a luxury train. Ooh, yes. That's luxury. headed from where? Was that Istanbul? Uh, yes, from Istanbul. And, mm-hmm. and eventually it's going to head up into Europe, right? Uh, what was the end point? Milan or... Oh, I don't no. know. It was it was way north. It was way north. Because they were going through the mountains. I don't know. Through the mountains. Okay, so the world famous detective, you say his name, Let French lady. Hercule Poirot. It's Hercule Poirot. 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 Something. Poirot. So it's a poir sound. Poirot. All right, so this guy. Gets on the train, yeah, and uh, he's got to head back to London on business, and murder ensues 
at some point. Not hilarity. No, not hilarity. And That's what normally ensues. True. And so the movie really is just him investigating the crime. Mm-hmm. And kind of interesting then because it's a way, since everybody's trapped on the train, it's a way of minimizing the number of suspects, but they're all there together. And There's right. still a lot of suspects, though. There's, yeah, it's a big like, cast of characters, yeah, for sure. Yeah, a bunch of people on that train. And, and uh, spoiler alert, Hercule Poirot. <laughs> okay. Wow. Hercule. You don't say the uh, English. He does eventually figure out the culprit. He does. He figures out he's who's responsible. Because he's a solver. That's true. He extrapolates. All right. Ooh. So let's talk about what you thought of this movie in general. Well, this is not our normal... No, this is not our genre. Our normal viewing. Let's go see this. Yeah. But we wanted to go back to that really nice theater. (laughs) (laughs) And we just happened to be in town over there and had some time and said, all right, these are our options. And so we chose that movie. But... Having said that, <laughs> um, I really thought that the cinematography was really nice. Second. I thought the sets were really lavish. Second. You know, I thought the, the time frame of it was captured pretty well. Um, and they had to have, like, the special effects there I thought were really believable, too, because you're up in these... It looks like the Alps. I mean, you're really up north. There's a lot of snow. The mountains look real. It doesn't look like um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, like it's Fake CG stone. or something crazy. Yeah. You left the water. Oh, I did? <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> mystery solved. But it is a slow movie. Yeah, it's you know, not it's a... Not a Summer action adventure. Yeah, yeah. it's slow, but it but was. But that still... being said, I kind of felt like it was just my speed. <laughs> <laughs> still worked out okay. Well, it it is. It's a different kind of mystery because, like, you can watch, like the uh, Downey um, Sherlock's come to mind. Mm. You know, you can watch a mystery and it'll be moving fast and all this stuff mm-hmm. going on. This was still a mystery and you know you could have made it move really fast but they didn't they made it you know very kind of drawn out and more yeah. dramatic well it, and the, the movie really opens with him solving another uh mystery yeah and it seems like that was really very, arrived at fairly quickly yeah very easy for him and uh so the one on the train is a little bit more difficult and it's not as clear cut and mm-hmm. and the whole thing with this character is that he notices those aberrations because it is an aberration. So um, that's what makes these easier for him to solve. Right. What about you, Jordan, in terms of overall? I I really think I enjoyed it more than I sort of thought that I would. Um, I really like the detective guy as mm-hmm. a character. He was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, His mustache. Yeah, I really liked 
whenever they would show his face and you could see how straight the top of his mustache was. Yeah. I was like, always, nice, that's great, <laughs> look at you. But it was, yeah, he was cool. Um, I think overall I really liked it. It was really pretty, like Mom was saying, all of the all of those things were all really on point, the costumes and the sets and all these things. And I thought it was a good time. I liked it more than I thought I would. I would watch it again, I think. And it makes you want to go on a train ride. Yeah, it made me want to eat some cake. <laughs> well, well cause, interesting. Because they had that little scene where they were eating cake. Oh. And I said, ooh. <laughs> I'll take some of that. All right, anyone else with overall thoughts? Carmen? This isn't my normal fare. It's not yeah. technically something I enjoy. But, you know, there was a point where I got hungry and I was like, ah, maybe I could get up and go and come back and get a snack and I wouldn't really miss anything. Um, so it wasn't like the the greatest for me, but I did enjoy it quite a bit, you know. It was engaging enough to keep watching. All right. I think I would give it, uh, I'd give it a B. Mm-hmm. It did it did move very slow for me. And yeah, I'm sure that was a that was a choice they did that on purpose, and yeah. it's just a different kind of movie. Yeah, it's a good movie, maybe not a Runyon movie. Now, I like it. In terms of some of the, <laughs> in terms of just some of the writing and and all that, I think. One of the things that kind of takes it down a couple of notches for me is that I think at the end of a classic mystery story, mm-hmm. the detective should be able to walk you through all the evidence and show you how it all pointed all along to the killer. Mm-hmm. And it should be the sort of thing where you get the feeling while you're reading or while you're watching, you should you should get the feeling, oh, yeah, I, oh, I, I didn't catch that. And so you get this, I feel like it should be the kind of thing where uh, you you think to yourself, if I had been paying as much attention as the detective, I could have got this. Oh. And I just feel like in this movie, there were a couple of places where nobody could have got what he got. You mm. know, I feel like there were kind of leaps of... Leaps of logic and some guesses and stuff that there's, as far as the movie goes, I I haven't read the book, but as far as the movie goes, I'm not sure that they look like they're blind leaps and he happened to be right every time he was making these, Mm. these guesses. And for me, that takes it down a couple of notches in terms of just being a good mystery story. Mm. And I also thought that the plot winds up being very elaborate. Oh, yeah, it did. To the point where it makes you kind of just kind of, would that really, is is that realistic I mean, I guess he wasn't supposed to be on that train is the other thing. Like, yeah. uh, so there's all that. We are going to have to, I was just thinking about it now, when we get to the worldview issues, we are going to have to talk. In terms of spoiler stuff, because yeah. that's where the issue arises, is in the solution. And uh, so, if you want to watch this movie, don't don't listen after the break. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you already know how it goes. Unless if you're a fan the of the story, yeah, seen the or other seen movie. the other movie. 
looked it up on I know Wikipedia. this man named Agatha Christie. Yeah. He's <laughs> two men. men. He's two dudes. Yeah. He's two two Agatha Christie guys. <laughs> August and Chris. All right, so we're going to take our break, and we'll be back in just a bit. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. Back in the dinner car of the min, of the Orient, <laughs> Orient Express. Oh. We're back at midnight in the dinner car <laughs> of the express train that we're in. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about murder on the Orient Express, and we want to talk about thematic kind of worldview things. And anyone have anything that strikes you? Well, at the beginning of the movie. We have our investigators saying that, you know, it's it's clear-cut, things are black and white, and that there's nothing in between, it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. And so that that is kind of uh, unusual for our time to be saying that today. But you knew that it, that couldn't stay that way. I mean, you knew by the end they were going to make sure he Well, didn't. I think for that character, that really is how he sees things, and that's why he sees things that don't fit. Because yeah, I thought that was interesting, because they were saying that he has such a developed sense of order and balance and symmetry. Yeah. That when stuff isn't where it seems like it ought to be, it really stands out to him. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's kind of a different way of approaching the whole topic of like uh Holmesian sort of observation and stuff. Right. It's almost like these things just show up to him and and he can't help but see. But I mean them. if you look at Psych, maybe it's true. Well Psych is, isn't so much that he's <laughs> noticing things that are off, it's just that he's noticing everything. He's just very observant. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this guy, his thing is that it's not just that he he, it's like, you know, if you walk into a white room and there's, like, a spot of yellow on the wall, you're going to mm-hmm. see the spot of yellow. So that's what it is for him everywhere, you yeah. know. And so then all he has to do is see where the rest of the yellow is. And it's like, oh, this goes with you, you know. Right, right. Any, uh, any other particular worldview issues before I drop the bomb? <sighs> um, 
I think there's there's a story that comes into this about a family that's not on the train. Yeah. Uh, you know, a family that their little girl was stolen and she was murdered, and uh, and just the the stuff that came out of that for so many different people. So for me, it seems there's an an issue with the idea of my sin only hurts myself. And sin isn't a single person problem because that sin affects many people around you. Yeah. As a society and your families. Um, so I think that's how people tend to think of sin. You know, this is fine because this is my indulgence and I want to do this. Of course, this is extreme as an example in the movie because it was murder. But just that whole idea that, you know, this is self-contained. You know, you think of cancer, and so long as it's in its little bubble and it hasn't burst out, then it's it's not so bad. But, um, you know, if you have cancer, you know, it doesn't matter if it's self-contained or it's metastasized. It's, um, it's a bad. sign of death, and it's bad news. You don't want to ever hear that, and yet I think that's really what sin is, and I think you kind of see that. Uh, played out in an extreme sense in this movie. Hmm. Yeah, I think that was a big deal because the tragedy that was foisted on this family through sin wound up, in the words of Hercule, uh, wound up really breaking and destroying the lives of a dozen other people mm-hmm. pretty easily. Yeah. And right. so, yeah, that was a good observation. That was good. Okay, so the big worldview issue, I think, comes, or the big question comes, Mm -hmm. the whole question of justice. Because the solution to the problem is that the man who was murdered on the Orient Express is the one who kidnapped this baby girl and killed her. And so he's there on the train under a different name but they find out who he is. Mm-hmm. And the justice system had already botched it and had accused somebody that was innocent. And and that was a whole big mess. And so the guy who was killed, the guy who was murdered, was the murderer of in this other crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what turned out is that all the people on the train were these folks that Hercule was pointing out their lives had been touched and broken by this uh, by this crime. And so they all got together and plotted revenge. Somehow they knew, they orchestrated that this guy would be on the train. And, During this time. And all this they'd be going worked. through the Alps and it would just be them on the train with this guy. And yeah. they would get their opportunity to kill him. And so... When it all goes down, they all kind of have a share in stabbing the guy to death. I mean, like, literally, they're all stabbing him one time apiece. And, and so all the suspects wind up being guilty for this guy's death. Uh-huh. Now, the dilemma comes then because the the crime that the man had been guilty of was really outrageous and terrible and really did demand justice and the fact that everybody on the train wanted to see that justice done that was completely understandable 
and rational. Mm -hmm. And so Hercule is in this position uh, now that he's figured it out and he knows that everybody had a hand in killing the guy. Now what does he do? Does he just turn everybody over? They're out. They're in the Alps. There's no police around or anything. Yeah. But, but they will eventually, the yeah, eventually yeah. they'll be in a city. And what will they do? And that's kind of the moral dilemma that's set up right at the end of the movie. And so he winds up kind of concocting a halfway believable story about some unknown assassin who managed Sneaking to get on board. The, and, yeah. And stuck off. Yeah. And he killed the bad guy because of the bad guy's other criminal dealings. Yeah. Because he's also like a forger. A he's forger selling and forged art selling, to yeah. mafia people. On. Yeah. And so that's the moral issue. Is it right what he did? Should he have done something different? Well, and then too, um, he was contacted by the father. To come and investigate the father the case. of the kidnapped girl. Yeah, yeah. And he just he didn't make it over there. Wasn't the father there wound time. up killing himself, and yeah. the mother died, and the she was pregnant, and the child died that she was carrying, and so I mean there was just he was even connected to this story uh, in a sense, but not like everybody else was. Right, right. All right. So, what are your thoughts? Did he do right? Did he do wrong? What would you have done? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I kind of feel like... I kind of feel like he did the right thing for me, thinking about it, because I was thinking about, like... I mean, as far as the system of justice having failed and stuff then, like, they're left to sort of... And I was thinking about, like, in uh, in the Bible where it talks about, like, the avenger of blood and sure. stuff and yeah. how that guy is is okay to go and track down this person as right. long as they're not in one of those cities. Right, city of refuge. So, like, yeah. if, if, if a family under the law of God is permitted to get a guy like this avenger to go and do that for them, then I don't see why they... Like, it seems like the same kind of deal to me. Yeah. Well, and then two of the people that are involved with it are direct relatives. Yeah, it's the grandmother and the aunt, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it is surviving family there. Some of the surviving family in there, yeah. Do you have any thoughts, Mom? Um, I'm going to have to say, you know, they all were a part of it. They all knew they were doing something wrong. And even though it's a just thing that this guy should die because he took somebody else's life, more than one person basically because so many people died in that aftermath, I still think within the system that you have to, you should go about that in the right way. Okay, I guess I would agree with that as far as saying that they, if they're going to band together and form this conspiracy, that they're going to get their revenge, that they're going to enact justice on this guy. If they're going to go that route and decide that's what they're going to do, 
they need to do it with their eyes wide open about what the consequences yeah. from the human system could be for them. Right. And but you know, Jordan, you and I hadn't talked about this, but I was thinking about the very same case law, the Avenger of Blood and the Cities of Refuge. Yeah. And the thing that strikes me about that case is that it's not a murderer that's allowed to flee to the city of refuge. It's a it's a someone who accidentally killed someone. Hmm. So it's someone who's not guilty of first degree murder. It's a it's a man who's guilty of manslaughter. Right. Uh, you know, accidental mm-hmm. homicide. Yeah. yeah. And even he then, if he steps outside that city of refuge, he's fair game for that avenger of blood. Right. You know, and and so if it if he had been an actual murderer, the city of refuge would have kicked him out and never mm-hmm. let him in. Right. You know, and and like he's you, supposed to. He's supposed to die. Right, he's got to die for that crime. And so the other thing that occurred to me is the justice system has failed. Human justice isn't going to do anything about this or get it done. And and frankly, the way they used to execute people back in Bible times was that the witnesses, the the hand of the witness was the first to throw the stone against the the murderer mm-hmm. or who you know whoever they were executing. But then the whole Community. The whole t- community got yeah. together and, and right. were a part of that. And really, that's kind of what happened there. I mean, it was a knife and not a bunch of stones, but right. it was this community that had been affected. And uh, and there was no injustice done in terms of this guy being put to death. Yeah. That's what should have happened. Right. You know, and so for well, me... I don't know if he couldn't have been tried. I mean, they... Accuse the wrong person, yeah. but that doesn't mean. Well, but if she was found statute? guilty of that, then she wasn't found guilty. Was the thing is that she wasn't found guilty, but then she killed herself because it, you know it ruined her life. So then their suspect died, and then the prosecutor. Yeah, his his reputation and business was ruined. Was ruined yeah, and just that everything, all these people involved, like there's a lot of people involved in this. But in the. I was reading through for the book, and the book he did get off on a technicality, or like he'd gotten away or something like that before they could mm. get to him. Oh, so they weren't going to be able to yeah. get him again. If I if I remember correctly, just like looking over it briefly, they did have him, but he got off on a technicality. Yeah, that would be the well, only thing. So you know, for that me. would make things a little bit different. Yeah. Well, I agree. That would be the only thing that would give me a hitch is had they really exhausted the. Legal, the legal yeah. system. The formal yeah. system. Yeah, whereas in this one, it just seems that he skipped town before they could catch him. Right, right. And, and now, well, is he even in a jurisdiction where he could be yeah. dealt with? Right. Well, and you know, all these people are saying this is that man. But, yeah. I, you know, was there any real solid evidence or proof that this was really that man who had changed his name? I mean, they were just saying, this is the guy, we know this is the guy, and so this is why we did all this stuff. I'm assuming that, yeah, that was the guy. Well, but they had an eyewitness, though. I mean, they yeah, knew it was the nurse. The nurse but I thought she was asleep. She woke up, remember? She got up and he hit her, and that's why she had the scar on her face. Mm. So she did see him. And, yeah. and then the, the two guys that worked for him, they knew who he was. Yeah. Me, personally... Watching the movie, I was like, "Ah, oh, you gotta, you gotta turn him in." But I was thinking about it. I was like, if I was him in that position, I would have let them go too. 
Yeah, as a privately hired detective, he wasn't under any... Right. I mean... Yeah, well, he wasn't well, hired he wasn't even to hire them. You know, it was, the, it was his friend. It was a bad like, guy wanted him. guy, Boot, whatever his name was, yeah. he, he said, do this, please. Well, that was just because he was like, I, I you got to do something. Somebody needs to catch this guy. They're going to blame somebody, and it'll be the wrong somebody if you don't do <laughs> But it was still the right somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know... The same kind of dilemma happened for me a little bit at the end of Rob Roy. Mm. And because that Archibald, he deserved to die yeah. like 50 times, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, he was uh, a bad guy. But Rob, Rob Roy wasn't the magistrate over him, mm. and there was no trial or anything. And so. It's kind of that same thing. It wasn't. It wasn't legal for Rob to to slice the guy open like he did. Yeah. But but, but it, it was right. But it was right for him to do that. You know. Yeah. Is and, there uh, a legal way to slice the guy? Open? <laughs> well, if you're the magistrate, if you're the if you're the executioner, yeah. and and that's your job. So th- well, that I one I'm struggling so. with because dueling is is outlawed according to the law of God. You can't you can't duel. Yeah. That's what they were doing. So, but ultimately, I think you you also have to trust and rest in God's sovereignty. Yeah, because there are many injustices and atrocities that happen right. that we cannot find justice for. Right. Yeah. And so, ultimately, God is the one who will mete out that justice and that punishment. And so, you know, we miss the mark because. Because we don't know You know, everything. we're, we're yeah. flawed. Yeah. It's a flawed system. We're only as good as the people that come forward and say anything. And so, yeah. you know, there has to be some trust in that God knows and he will yeah. He will take care of those yeah. things. Well, I think that's obviously right. But then that's where the drama was. Because in that moment, Hercule Poirot had, he had that opportunity in his hands. To either make what what's he gonna say that justice is and looks like here, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and that's where the the drama came. I thought it was really interesting, in just in terms of you don't see you don't see a movie take the time to build that kind of dilemma and and, mm-hmm. and really approach it with that kind of thing. Well, and it also makes sense why it was so difficult for him to solve because. There were so many handprints. <laughs> so in much this conflicting pie. evidence. Yeah. About well, this doesn't right. make sense. The way the guy was stabbed. Why was he stabbed like this here, yeah. and yet it's like this over <laughs> here? <laughs> and then I like that he's all look. There's all these different clues from different people that are supposed to be pointing us in the wrong direction, and it turns out that yeah, they just were clues from <laughs> different, different people. people. <laughs> yeah, it's not a plant. They were all there, and they all did it. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Mm. So if you're gonna do a crime. Yeah. Do it as a game. <laughs> well, there are people... really think it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then... As you in... know, there are crime games <laughs> that we don't want to encourage on this podcast. If you I'll are... Because they're are listening to Worldview yeah. Media. If you are in a crime game, it's, it's time to, to come to Jesus. <laughs> You've been listening to this podcast who knows how long. <laughs> Repent of your crime game. <laughs> um, but I would I would throw in with mom on that second part is that you're supposed to be able to to trust that 
God is the one that's going to get that guy. It's not that I have to get Jordan right. for what she did to me all those years ago. It's that like sure. God will take care of Jordan. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know? And well, then, well, he says at the end, too, is like, I hope you can learn to live with yourselves. You know? Yes. Yeah. Because that's something they carry with them. Too. Yeah. Right. You know, it's yeah, not like they're scot-free, really, yeah. because yeah. they're always going to have that. Yeah. You know, so... And everybody kept saying how much it... How much it sort of breaks... Or what it takes to sort of actually kill a person, and how mm-hmm. that's a mm-hmm. that's a thing that is, it's not, it's well, not right. You see, not right. It, you yeah. see it in the scene too when they when they kill them, they go through and they show everybody stabbing them, but you know each of them will stab them, and then some of them will like they'll come up real mad and they'll stab them. And you just see it in their faces that they're just like, what have I just done? You know, <laughs> yeah. and some of them do it while they're crying that this is this is a terrible thing that they're doing. Nobody is enjoying this while yeah. it's happening. Right. You know, and at the end, they're all like, you know what? We all did it, and there nobody looks happy about it. There's not some gleeful like, yeah, I'm the no evil. yeah. It's a yeah. really, it's a really solemn affair. Yeah. This killing of the guy. Yeah. yeah, it's not like the where you have the evil person in the background. It's just a lot of just broken, tired people. Yeah, yeah I guess out of that group that did kill him, there were a couple of them. I think of that. I don't think this is gonna be good for them personally yeah. moving forward. I, I think a couple of them might just deteriorate from this point forward. But it did look like the one girl that was a... Was she a sister of the baby that was killed? She was a sister of the mom. Of the... Yeah, of the wife that The died. last one? The blonde girl. The who dancer. Was all oh, okay. She was the sister of the of the mom. Oh, of yeah, the, yeah, the mom who had died. Okay, so she was the one that was on drugs all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it did show toward the end as everybody's debarking from the train that she's dumping out all of her drugs. Yeah. And she had been talking about how she drinks rivers of this stuff or whatever. Right. Because she doesn't want to, which didn't make sense to me. She didn't want to deal with the reality around her because of what had happened in her past. And so this one thing that she did is going to change her. So this one dark deed that she did is suddenly, oh, I can go out in public and I don't have to worry about Anybody trying to... Well, that's what I wonder, though. Is it really... Is it really a dark deed? You you banded together with with other people that were victims of this guy? And, and if it you, wasn't, why do you... Why do you set it up on a remote train yeah. in the middle of nowhere? Well, and, I well, think it's possible the, for a deed that isn't a dark deed to still be an illegal, illegal. deed. Yeah, they knew it was illegal. That's it. I just... I don't think illegal is synonymous with evil. They did it in the middle of the night. <laughs> right. They, they drugged the dude. Well, I don't think that... I think a lot of that, too, still is because because uh, the detective ended up on the on the train when he wasn't supposed to. He was a last-minute, can we get him on this train quick? Let's do it now. All right, take like, this no, cabin. Right, but, no, right. he can't fit. No, there's no room. No, but the thing is, is that he took... Uh, was it Book? That he took Book's... Uh, his buddy's cabin, that that was his cabin that he traded with him. Mm-hmm. So the first night he spent in a different cabin, then he got moved onto that train. So regardless of who was there, there was going to be at least that guy, you know, at least the train manager dude oh, yeah, the on one that got, car, you know. Got they still had to try to fool him. Yeah, there was still going to be at least one person right. on that train car that wasn't in on it. So they were still, you know. Yeah. But, I don't think if it had been just them on that train car, they would have, like, stripped, you know, Tied him up in the lobby and, you know, <laughs> cut him down, stuff like that. I think regardless of who was there and how many people, that that was how they 
had planned the whole thing was they were going to put him in his little compartment and kill him there. Yeah. All right, we should uh, think about closing this up. Any final thoughts on this? If there's a new Hercule Perot adventure with this with this guy. Yes. You're ready for this to be a franchise. Yeah, I would see. I would see more movies. I mean, if she's got all of these many, many novels of mysteries, then like, there's got to be more movies in there. I'm down. I would watch them. I really enjoyed it. I liked it way more than I thought that I No, that was my favorite part of the whole thing was uh, Hercule. 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 I really, Hercules. I really liked I that when he was like, lion. "No, no, I am not Hercules. I am Hercule. I did not slay the lions." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good stuff, right? Uh, so, and quite a cast. I mean, there was really some big names in here, and for it to be kind of a, a sleeper type of movie, I don't know. I don't know how well it'll do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a quiet film. Well, one yeah. thing that I did that I did kind of want to point out Johnny Depp takes a lot of heat you know for a lot in the in the, <laughs> in the business in some of it's deserved <laughs> and all that but I felt like his acting was good in this one I mean I you don't when he's the bad guy you don't see the same fun loving you don't yeah. see Captain Jack Sparrow I mean this is a yeah this is a different guy mm-hmm. now he is a good actor he just makes weird choices. Yeah. And does. he made a lot of weird choices in a row for a while. <laughs> right. And that was And in his personal life. And, yeah, yeah, if you're worried about watching this movie because Johnny Depp is in it, if it makes you feel better, he gets killed, like, basically right away. <laughs> He's not in it for very He's long. He's not in right. it for very long. He eats and a he, piece of cake he and does, he, he does a good job. He, he did well. Yeah, I thought he did Especially a good job. across from, like, some of these other people who are Big names. top-notch yeah. people. In the biz. Alright, y'all, we should get out of here. Alright, it was a good time. Go we'll see it. <laughs> Train's in. <laughs> ding We've ding. Gotta head off to <laughs> <laughs> going to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so as we pull into Transylvania Station. <laughs> Track 49. <laughs> <laughs> Walk this way. <laughs> uh, of course, our goal is that we would always pay attention to what, what's being preached to us in whatever media. And hopefully the creative people among us will learn by example about how to get their message across. And Christians can begin to dominionize in that area. Mm. Dominion All right. So we're out of here. See y'all. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.